morning. Welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Saturday the 26th of September. My name's Nick here in Melbourne, starting with interest rate policy and the Reserve Bank had their Deputy Governor Guy DeBell make a speech earlier in the week outlining a whole range of different strategies and mechanisms that they're looking at to keep price stability within their target range. Now that was interpreted by the market as a sort of shoeing for a rate cut. So the the futures pricing of the rate cut increased um, to 28% likelihood of a cut to 0.1%. Now that's actually dropped back subsequently. So as of yesterday, Friday, that had dropped from 28 to 23%. And there's been a, a number of analysts mentioning that you know it's almost a certain reliable voices in the market saying that's not going to happen. The key argument being that it's due to the fact that the first Tuesday of the month is also the date Josh Frydenberg set for the federal budget to be handed down. So there's essentially a few reasons. The AFR has hypothesized about three possible causes for, for why. Some are pretty obvious, some less so. Firstly, is that you don't want the Reserve Bank to sort of not have any time to digest the budget. So, you know, give them, give them a, a good month to sort of understand and every, all the features of the budget. But they do, the AFR dismisses that saying that it's probably likely that they would already be privy to the budget papers. There's nothing incredibly market sensitive in them. So that would mean that, you know, they'd be well, probably even, you know, be privy to them now. The second reason is that it's more of the stealing the limelight scenario. So you don't want the sort of media attention focusing on interest rates going down on the night. Frydenberg really wants to, to be the center of attention. That's possible. Who knows about that? The third would be, and it's probably the more likely one, is that they don't want the RBA to say, we're about to buy, you know, let's say $100 billion in government bonds the same day Josh Friedberg says, oh, we're running a budget deficit of $100 billion, because that would look very much like MMT, you know, modern monetary theory, where the Reserve Bank just goes ahead and soaks up all the deficit spending. And we've already seen, you know, that Philip Lowe, the Reserve Bank governor, sort of be not too, sounding not too keen on MMT, so that wouldn't look good. And it certainly doesn't seem to be a policy that's endorsed by many on the right side of politics. So dare I say, Frydenberg probably wouldn't want to be seen as being sort of involved in, in those sorts of actions. Uh, the AFR also mentions that there are a number of things that the Reserve Bank could mention that won't steal the limelight from their October meeting, particularly things affecting their sort of yield curve control measures. So their committed liquidity funding facility, they might be able to change the security required for that to government bonds and something a bit more sort of open like that. Moving to global economic growth forecast now, and at a conference in Canada, Bloomberg's reporting that the head of BlackRock's research department BlackRock is the world's largest fund manager and largest manager of ETFs, mentions that the global economy is bouncing back faster than expected, but downside risks remain and more help from policymakers is necessary for a full recovery. He goes on to say that the economy is recovering from a very deep shock and it should return to pre-pandemic levels sometime in the next 18 months. The restart is real. 
what we really what is really crucial is that we see continuous policy support from governments probably suggesting or indicating there that the importance of the US getting their act together there's an impasse in the US con Congress about the second sort of big stimulus package a number of analysts are expecting that that will not actually get passed till early next year and that's certainly not, certainly not having a strong impact on positive impact on markets now it is also worth mentioning that you know they are the largest equity fund managers in the world so obviously their research will probably be more pro equity pro growth at any sort of opportunity moving to the markets now and about an hour after open the US is up about 50 bips on the S&P the Russell's up about 60 and interestingly that's been lagging most of the week they see the small cap the Russell index as sort of a barometer of the US economy, the domestic economy. And because of this lack of fiscal stimulus being passed by the US government, they're taking a hit. Less, less impacted is the large tech companies of the NASDAQ and that's outperformed this week. The large global companies that are less prone to you know, domestic fiscal policy. The Australian dollars weakened a bit. It's seemed more likely that it's just strength of the American dollar. And that is your update for Saturday. Have a lovely weekend. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.